Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hey everyone, happy Cheeky's Day or whatever day it is you're tuning in. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and welcome to the Bench on Slovak podcast. So I'm gonna get right in today because I want to talk about something that I believe is really, really important. And that's approaching food as food that's good and food that's bad and labeling food as good food and bad food. And even though this is very common among people with disorder eating and eating disorders, it is basically how the society tells us to look at food. And so many different fitness influencers promote this kind of approach. And it is also an approach that we create in our mind because it's always easier to see things in black and white rather than seeing them for what they really are. I want to do a little trigger warning here because in this episode I discuss approach to food as well as eating disorders. So if you find this triggering, please feel free to skip this episode and you can listen to any of the previous episodes or hopefully future episodes. Last but not least, I want to take this opportunity and thank my dear friend Marcel for suggesting this episode idea to me. I really, really appreciate it and I hope this episode will be hopefully helpful to as many of you as possible. So let's get into the episode. I'll start by asking you two questions and really try to be honest with your answers and with yourself. Question number one is, what food do you associate with the word healthy or with the word good? And question number two is, what food, on the other hand, do you associate with the word unhealthy or bad? Chances are you answered something like salad or broccoli or avocado to the first question, the healthy and the good food category. And for the second category, I guess you said something like pizza or ice cream and fries or chocolate, simply food that most of us enjoy, but most of us feel guilty about when having it. 
And this is exactly what I want to talk about today, approaching food as good and as bad. For almost eight years, I considered food to be my worst enemy. In my mind, I knew exactly what food was quote-unquote safe to eat and what food was evil and what food I needed to avoid at all costs. And just to clarify, I'll be using the term bad food and good food in quotations in this episode. I believe there is nothing like bad food and good food, so I'm just clarifying this from the get-go to avoid any confusion. And like I said, I considered food to be my worst enemy for so long. I know it sounds pretty crazy, but at the time when I was like 16 or 17, I was genuinely terrified of, quote, bad food. And as my anorexia got worse, the bad food list kept expanding itself and expanding itself, and there were more and more food and meals I forbid myself to eat. And when I did eat something from the bad food category, I felt just so guilty and ashamed and disgusted with myself that I can't really compare those feelings to probably anything I've experienced in my life. Because it's not like you're disgusted with someone else or with something that happened, but you're disgusted with yourself and with your own actions. So that's kind of where the good food, bad food mindset started for me. And it got even worse once I started binge eating. And binge eating for me was like a whole nother level of this twisted food mindset. Because after each and every binge, I tried to set a very strict diet for myself. I've tried restricting and counting calories. And most of all, I promised myself that I will avoid eating junk food and I will never ever binge again. But as you probably already know, the more you deny yourself of something, uh, the more you think about it. And the more you think about it, the more you want it and the more you crave it. So I could probably manage to go a day without a binge or maybe two if I was lucky enough and then I would binge on all the food that was on my bad food category list and I wouldn't eat just like some junk food but I would literally buy and eat a whole bag of the bad food and I seriously believed that the only way out of this was restricting myself and losing weight and getting my willpower back. So it turned out to be a never-ending battle between me and myself. And I became terrified of food, of food making me fat, food making me sick, and terrified of the idea of me losing control around food. Food to me was no longer just food. I associated food with morals and emotions and shame and disgust and feelings of either success or failure. And this is honestly a little embarrassing for me to share, but I'm sharing this with you just to show how fucked up the good and bad food attitude can be. I know it doesn't always have to be such an extreme like it was in my case, but I think the good versus bad attitude towards food can simply never really be healthy. Please keep in mind that I am not a nutritional therapist or psychologist, and everything I share in this episode is simply my point of view and my experience and like always you will find all resources used and all quotes used in this episode in the show notes so now i would like to talk a little bit about why i think approaching the food as good and as bad is essentially wrong i think the good versus bad food approach is pretty self-explanatory but to explain it in short at least how i see it is that it's the approach where you label food as good and as bad according to factors like 
weight gain, weight loss, emotions, fear, socially acceptable, healthy, clean, junk, etc. If this is how you approach food, you're probably going to have different labels and different reasons why you consider this type of food or that type of food as either good or bad. The good food is what most people consider safe to eat. Uh, maybe it's food you believe won't make you gain any weight. Maybe it's food that fits your diet rules. On the other hand, the bad food label uh, refers to food that you probably think you shouldn't eat. It's food you maybe think will cause you to gain weight. It's food you may associate negative feelings with. But usually it is also food that we would love to eat, but we feel like we shouldn't. Like I said before, the bad food category is going to be different for everyone. For me, the bad food category was usually food that, that I loved, but also food that I benched on. So it was things like chocolate, cookies, pizza, ice cream, any kind of pastry, carbs in general, sweet things, soft drinks, granola, and other stuff. And the rule I tried to lift by was you can eat food that is good, aka healthy, and you can never ever touch food from the bad category. So that was the case for me. But like I said, if this is your approach, you're probably going to have different reasons why you approach food like this and you will have different eatables in each category. So why I think this approach is essentially so wrong. Number one, it assigns moral values and emotions to food. Number two, it makes us afraid of food. Number three, it can contribute to unhealthy relationship with food and it can contribute to disordered eating. And number four, it's not sustainable. And I'm pretty sure there are plenty more reasons than just these four. Now I will go through each point to explain things a little bit more. So reason number one, I think that with approaching food as good food and as bad food, we assign moral values and emotions to food. And it's definitely true that many of us love food and we enjoy food and many of the great memories we have are connected with our loved ones, our family being together and having deep conversations and having fun all while being gathered around food. But ultimately, food is just food. It is the fuel that our body needs, our brain needs in order to function properly. And food itself doesn't come with a moral label, with emotional label. We are those who assign labels to food. And I believe one of the reasons why we do that is the diet culture. Because hundreds and hundreds of ads are displayed to us every single day saying like, This is what you should be eating to lose weight. This is what you shouldn't be eating. This is what will make you look great and feel good. So I feel like we kind of buy into that idea that this is what we ultimately should be doing and that we should have a category of food that is diet friendly and a category of food that we should avoid. And I would like to say that I'm not promoting or saying that we shouldn't care about what we eat because I believe that we should care about what we eat and what we feed our body with but what I think is that we should care less about whether this food will make me gain weight or lose weight but rather care about variety of food that we eat and having a rich diet and not a diet based on eating just a few eatables and eating them over and over again And I think we should care about where our food comes from 
and whether we are eating enough or not and all this kind of stuff. And therefore, I think the diet culture and diets in general are not really based on this, or at least most of them are not, but are based on restrictions and weight loss. And what's probably even worse is that through the good and bad food labels, we associate food with our self-worth. Eating food from the good category ultimately makes us feel good about ourselves. It makes us feel praiseworthy and proud for having this much self-control and willpower. Whereas eating food from the bad category makes us feel like we are bad, like we have failed, like we are disgusting and shameworthy, and we may end up regretting eating that food. So here are just a few examples of attaching labels and emotions to food. I shouldn't eat this food because it will make me fat. I shouldn't eat this food because it means I messed up my diet. If I eat this, it means I'll need to work extra hard or extra hour in the gym tomorrow. And But it can also be something like, I feel sad, angry, frustrated, lonely, so I'll comfort myself with food. So these are just a few examples of the labels we can assign to food, whether it's morals, emotions, or fear. A point number two that I've mentioned is that good food and bad food associations kind of teaches us to be afraid of food. Should food make us feel guilty? Should we really feel terrified of eating a piece of chocolate or of having a bigger dinner or of not eating that much vegetable that day? I think this is exactly what the whole good food versus bad food approach creates in us. The fear, fear of food, associating negative emotions with what we eat. I believe there are also other labels that we and the diet culture use, such as clean eating, cheat meals, cheat days, junk food, but also labels such as healthy and unhealthy food, which, which I find a little problematic. Partially, it is true in terms that some food is more rich in nutrients than others, but ultimately, I believe that too much of anything won't be good for you, whether it's considered healthy or, not, or unhealthy. Eating kilograms of broccoli probably won't be healthy, and neither will be eating kilograms of chocolate. Exercising without taking a day off isn't healthy, neither is working for hours straight without taking any breaks, and neither is going days without sleep. So I think labeling food with these morals and emotional values creates these negative associations with food. So I think it's really important to keep in mind that nothing in this world, including food, is just black and white. We shouldn't be afraid of food. We should take it as a necessary part of our lives. And I sincerely believe, at least from my own experience, that trying to avoid food that you really, really like simply because you label it as bad or as unhealthy or that it will make you gain weight doesn't really work. And there is no reason why we couldn't have the food we like. I think anything in life is about finding some sort of balance, moderation, and finding whatever works for you. And point number three is that good and bad food approach can contribute to unhealthy relationship with food and can contribute to disordered eating. And again, I'm just speaking from my own perspective, but I feel like this approach to food, as good and as bad, is one of the main triggers for developing an unhealthy relationship with food and for developing an eating disorder. 
According to an article on Healthy Place on the good food versus bad food approach, the more food categories we eliminate from our diet, the more afraid of food we will become, which can later contribute to developing an eating disorder. I'll make sure to leave a link to this article in the show notes and to other articles dealing with this topic as well, just because I think this problem is way too complex to be covered and dealt with in like a 20-minute episode. And speaking from my experience, the good food versus bad food mindset was the main reason, I believe, why I struggled with binge eating for so long, for like six years or so, because I find it too hard to let go of that mindset. And I kept coming back to the idea that I need to restrict myself and I need to avoid the bad food category until the end of my life in order to recover from the binge eating which is obviously completely wrong belief. And I think that changing this mindset is what really made a difference for me and what really helped me to kind of recover from the binge eating disorder. And another reason why I think the good versus bad food mindset is not good for us is because it's not sustainable. And once again, I'm going to speak about diets because I think diets play a huge role in this. I'm not a fan of diets because I feel like they ruined so many lives and so many body images and they broke so many minds. And just to clarify, I'm not talking about health-related diets that you need to stick to uh, because of your health problems. I'm talking about diets that are promoted to us to lose weight. And it is true that depending on how the diets are built and who they are built for, they can be some sort of a guidance for people who never cared about what they eat. But I would say 99.9% of diets are based on restricting certain types of food and claiming one food is better over another. In general, I think most diets don't work simply because the way they are set is unsustainable and with diets comes the idea of cheat days to which I'm really skeptical because I always think if you need to cheat on your diet or on the way you eat how it can be good for you and with the good food versus bad food approach it's easy to feel like you're breaking the rules when you eat something that's either on your bad food list or that's not necessarily diet friendly And I think no one wants to be constantly feeling like they're just one step from breaking the rules and feeling guilty for eating something. I feel like diets create space for the good food and bad food mindset and also for cheat days when you let yourself go and you indulge in everything you've been denying yourself of only to restrict yourself later on. And the good food versus bad food mindset contributes to the all or nothing mindset. Also to the mindset that's very typical for binge eating and that I already messed up so I can eat anything and everything simply because it doesn't matter anymore. So what is the possible solution to breaking free from this good food versus bad food mindset? I find this topic to be really, really tricky because we all have different reasons why we approach food this way or another way. And we label food differently, we categorize food differently. And maybe some of you will be able to break this mindset on their own. And some of us will maybe need a help either of a psychologist or a nutritional advisor. So I really think there's no one size fits all approach to changing the good food versus bad food mindset. 
I'm obviously not an expert on this. I'm not qualified to tell you this is what you should be doing or this is what you shouldn't be doing. So I'm going to share my own experience and what helped me to ditch the good food and bad food labels during my eating disorder recovery. The number one thing that helped me was expanding my diet and incorporating a variety of eatables into my life. And this sounds like an obvious thing to do, but at the same time, it's one of the hardest thing to do. Or at least for me, it was one of the hardest things to do because it often felt like I am breaking my own rules, like I'm going against everything I've believed in so far. Expanding your diet goes hand in hand with ditching the good food versus bad food labels. And I find it easier to start small and maybe just have like a piece of something that I've been avoiding for so long and trying not to eat. But obviously the negative emotions will come, but it's important not to let them affect you and make you feel guilty for eating something like that. I would say in time it usually got easier. I've tried to experiment with food a little bit more. For example, I was terrified of avocado for so many years for whatever reason. But at the same time, so many people were loving avocado. So I searched for different recipes and I've tried it and I liked it. And even if you would try some food and you wouldn't really like it, it will help you to break the fear that you have of that food. You will see that nothing bad really happens from eating that one thing. And luckily we live in the online age where we can find in few seconds millions of recipes that we can try. There are so many food that we haven't tried yet, so many flavors and combinations you can try and you can explore. And I also find it really helpful to be eating with someone, especially with someone who doesn't have these negative associations with food. If what you eat is just like black and white, you're gonna get bored of it and you're gonna search for ways how you can cheat on your diet. Expanding your diet doesn't mean you need to eat everything and anything all day every day and that you should eat just whatever and don't care about what you put in your body. But I believe we should let go of the extremes that we either eat 100% good or 100% bad because everything that's done in extremes is unhealthy. So keep that in mind and try to introduce new foods, new eatables, new recipes and new food combinations into your diet, into your life and see how that goes. Another thing that really helped me was ditching the food labels. I came to a point where I realized I no longer want something as simple as food to have such control over me and to make me feel anxious and to make me feel stressed out and dictate my self-worth, my mood, my decisions, my emotions. I wanted food to be just the necessary fuel to help me to function and I wanted food to be something that I enjoy and something that I'm not afraid of. I think one of the reasons why we need to stop approaching food as good and as bad is because it inevitably leads to approaching ourselves as either good or bad, depending on what we ate. I think everything is about finding some sort of balance where you will feel both mentally and physically good. So I believe ditching the food labels is essential to get rid of the negative associations with food. And honestly, I think in my case, uh, therapy was also really helpful. And for me as a binge eater, it was really hard to quote unquote stay away from the bad food. Because in my mind, it meant I'm never ever 
going to eat that bad food again. If I did, I would automatically associate it with messing up. And to me, it meant I just like sabotaged all my previous effort, efforts. And because I slipped up, it didn't really matter anymore if I ate the whole box of cookies and pizza and whole bunch of other food in one sitting. What I find to be really helpful was to switching my focus from the weight loss to my overall health. I tried to care more about what binge eating and restricting did to my body and to my mental health. There are just so many things that contribute to living a healthier life, not just food, but maybe less stress, more sleep, spending enough time outdoors, spending time with your loved ones, drinking enough water, discovering new places, getting new experience, and so on and so on. And probably the hardest things of them all was to learn to listen to my body. Because I found my mind and my body to be pretty messed up from all the diets and binge eating and eating disorders and food labeling. That it took a really long time to learn to listen to my body and to what my body needs and when I'm hungry and when I'm not hungry, what food I like, what food I don't like and all this kind of stuff. I wasn't really able to tell for like months whether or not I was actually hungry or whether I wanted to eat something because I was craving it, which was okay, or whether I wanted to eat something because I wanted to avoid something, maybe something uncomfortable. So listening to your body is really, really important, but but be patient with yourself. It takes some time to learn to listen to your body again. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that hopefully it was at least a little helpful for you and maybe it will inspire you to think about your approach to food. I'm really interested in hearing your thoughts and experience on this so feel free to DM me your feedback on Instagram or send me an email at anci at bingeonselflove.com. And please remember that nothing in this life is black and white and neither is food and neither has to be your approach to food. So let me know what you think and talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!